I am joined by my friend Drew, Big D, Andrew. You can call me Andrew or you can call me Big D. I was going to say, I, I have you so. saved in my phone as Big D. Um, so I, you, you and I were talking. You're my first like real guest that I like. You were a stranger when I asked you to be on the show over the weeks that we've been talking. We've gotten to know each other. So I feel like we're at the point where we have a little bit of friendship going on. But when I initially asked you, I just met you about an hour or two beforehand. Yeah, um, I spent like two hours just yelling at you and your friends. And you were like, hey, you want to be on a podcast? Yeah, I was like, I dude, said, <laughs> I so. love this. So yeah, tell everybody how we met. Uh, so I am a server and entertainer at Dick's Last Resort here in Saginaw. Uh, Dick's Last Resort has... You know, res- you know, restaurants all over the United States, different cities, big cities, but they chose Saginaw, Michigan. So <laughs> here I am. Who would be better to uh, serve and entertain than a weird guy like myself? I'm at the restaurant at Big D Drew. Uh, in real life, just call me Andrew. But yeah, we're there to sort of entertain you while you're having dinner. It's dinner and a show. Uh, there's a lot of comedy, a lot of uh, humor. It's what you give into it, we give back. So. A lot of sarcasm, a lot of things like that. You can imagine what's in store for you there. But, yeah, come out and check out the restaurant. Yeah. Okay, so you guys just opened up a couple months ago, right? I would say about five to six months ago. Don't give me the exact timeline because <laughs> it's been a long, long month trying to keep everything together there. So, yeah. Okay. And then did you knew this was opening before it was going to? Did you reach out? How did you hear about the opening of the one in Tango? Uh, so, I learned about it through, uh, just like you would, indeed. No, I'm just kidding. No, I... Uh, <laughs> was online one day i was i uh, just got back to michigan about a year ago and i was enjoying the summer like at my rv camping and things like that and my wife said hey you need a job so i decided to wow. get a job i looked online and within a few seconds they uh were like hey we're opening this new restaurant stop by and get a new job so i stopped in and the interview process was a little unique if you know anything about dicks um I don't know how you would, but I'll tell you a little bit about it. The first interview question was, uh, do you want Miracle Whip or mayo on your burger? What? I said mayo. They said, you're hired. Oh, they said, go up there on the stage and act like you're a sad fireman with a cat problem. You're afraid of cats. You're a scared fireman. And uh, if they in the group over there understand what you're doing, you got the job. What? Within 30 seconds, I decided to grab a lid off my head, a fake cat off the stage, run around and pick up trash crying. Um, and everybody said, are you a f- sad fireman or trashman? I said, exactly. And they said, hey, Drew, you're hired. And Stop. that's how I got the job. Now, I'm going to tell everybody, um, I didn't know if I was going to keep this job, right? I've uh, had a lot of growing experiences there. <laughs> didn't know if my humor was good. Didn't know if my actions were funny. But uh, through the community and things like that, a lot of good feedback, a lot of good things. Wow. Uh, we know what we're doing there is a good, positive experience. We're not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. We're just trying to make sure people come out there and, you know, hurt our feelings for us. Right, you know, like right. That's what we're there for. We're just trying to have fun. So. Yeah, because I, I went into the restaurant expecting um, to just be treated like shit, basically. Um, you guys do these things where you put hats on people's heads and you stereotype. You do whatever. You put these phrases on hats, and I found them very funny. Um, my brother was the one who told us about the restaurant. I think he went to one, like you said, There's they're all around big cities. He went to one, I think, in Florida, and he saw there was one here he was visiting for the weekend. He was like, we, we have to go to that one. Um, so I went in, and the hostess, I remember, I forget what exactly she said, but she immediately hit us with a line, and I, like, forgot where i was supposed to be i was like why is she talking to me like that um but then yeah we went to the table you were a server and like you gave us the full experience and i thought it was great my uh my best experience uh when i'm a server there is not only entertaining people but it's the fact that they 
wonder, am I doing his job for me? And most of the times you are. Like if I come out there and I don't want to serve you or tell you what the menu is, I will jokingly have you guys read the menu to yourselves. <laughs> I'll have you write your menu down. There's things like that that are so unique about this job that in another job you could just yell at me and I'd say, okay, Karen, you win. But in this situation, um, there is no one that's right. No one's better. And I think that's what we try to promote that you're not better than me, I'm not better than you. In this society, like this restaurant just sort of showcases. It's humbling for sure. It's, it's humbling, it's inequality, like it's humbling. So you come in there and I, you laugh at me, I laugh at you and next thing I know, you had a good experience and I don't even know why I get paid, honestly. <laughs> so we talked a little, well one, I remember speaking, going into the pay thing, we, like, I felt like you were a great salesman. I've never had a server, like, be able to sell a menu the way that you did. I think we ordered just about, we got appetizer, we got dinner, we got dessert, drinks, like, every portion of that menu was touched by a group. So, like, is that something that's really stressed by your restaurant in particular, or is that just going into, like, the character that you play and, like, you just end up roping us in because we're... So, a lot of people look at life, like, um, I guess metaphorically sheeps and wolves right mm -hmm. I don't see that when you guys come in the restaurant when you come in the restaurant you know what you want to do you know what you want to buy you know what you want to try it's just me telling you what I think I want to try what maybe I'm wearing and then you see hey the correlation is that this guy understands like the product sells itself so no I'm not trying to sell you a t-shirt no I'm not mm -hmm. trying to tell you that your kid can't go beat on the drums because I would be the one that tells you you can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. So now when you come back to me and say, hey, I represent what this is, let me put a shirt on, I'm gonna buy you a t-shirt, yes. And then your friends are gonna say, that's cute. You're gonna buy another one, it's the system. It's not that we're trained to oversell you right. on an item, it's just we sell you on the experience. And I guess the experience sells itself. That's why people stay so long sometimes. So. Yeah, definitely, and that's the, uh, speaking of that, we. We went in, I think, at like 6 or 7 o'clock. Um, we only expected to eat there. We just wanted to be a part of that experience. And then I think we stayed going on five hours <laughs> because there was karaoke. Like, the entertainment never stopped there, and you just wanted to stay for more. You guys hosted a lot of, like, competitions and stuff while we were there. Um, yeah, every, and everybody, was, everybody participated. So um, there guess, was, like, no yeah. reason to leave. That's the big thing about Dick's Last Resort is sometimes you get me as a server and you might not think my first few minutes of jokes are funny or maybe I'm not even telling a joke yet because honestly I was tired of being funny that day. It's, it's a thing. <laughs> but you see that the other servers are there to entertain as well. Mm -hmm. They show up, they all entertain, provide good you know, comedy and things like that. So I might not make you laugh in the first few minutes, but I come back and you're in a pool of laughter and tears because the other server did something or one of the gags at the restaurant does something like the fake door trick, which is like one of my favorite things. You know, walk oh, in the, the restaurant, bathroom the bathrooms. One. Yeah, we had a guy come in a couple of days ago and, and rest his heart because he <laughs> wanted to leave. But he came in and the door got him so good in the restaurant. They were just drinking or whatever, having a good time. They knew what to do. They all laughed at him and he left. Like we had to like beg him to come back because we didn't think he understood our restaurant. But wow. that joke to me and the other servers was like, that's the moment like that was funny as hell like i don't i can't be sad at this guy I'm, I'm upset that he left but i can't be mad yeah that something we designed to be funny was that funny like <laughs> and he was just having a bad day so he came back eventually and actually i got to serve him that him and his family and they had a good birthday party and oh, he good. was like hey 
I, I just didn't understand what this was. I'm sorry. Like the kids wanted to come, and he understood by the end of it. Like, oh, it's nice. a good okay. experience. No disrespect from earlier, and I was like, right. hey, like I, I didn't even laugh at you. I was the last person to laugh at you. <laughs> right, right. You laughed at yourself, man. I'm sorry. So. Um, and then going into how you. Like, uh, somebody walks in, you and I talked about a little bit earlier how you try to get a read on the person because you kind of want to know how far you can push that boundary. Do you think you've ever had a time where you, like, misread a person one way or another and you've, like, either gone too far or you realized you could go further because you didn't realize they were as chill or open to the experience? So, the Saginaw location has a representation of uh, being Midwest nice because <laughs> where we're at. So, yes, you walk in and you might go to another location like tennessee which is in gatlinburg or somewhere in like san antonio like in texas right and mm -hmm. you're like holy cow these guys were taking their shirt off and jumping off the rafters and i don't know how people didn't get hurt um that's been something they've been trying to work on they're trying to find a balance of like extreme versus safe like we want people to come in enjoy it but also understand it right so at saginaw we kind of get the understanding of like hey you guys are funny you guys are sarcastic and i love it when someone says hey you're just an asshole so mm -hmm. like that's the big thing but we're a little nicer i guess than the rest of them uh could change we don't know yet but <laughs> the big idea is just kind of reading the person like you were saying understanding who's coming in and if that day is full of people that are just trying to sort of observe our restaurant understand it we can't use those people as like the catalyst right to like make jokes because they're not going to enjoy them or understand the jokes they're going to feel like they're insulting okay we yeah we never want to insult anybody at the restaurant we just want to make everybody joke joke back with me and that kind of thing so yes reading the person is a big thing understanding who you're working with if it's uh you know a child if it's an, an you know an older person someone the same as you know our age mm -hmm. read the room read the person and like kind of understand what jokes are useful and what jokes are you know might hurt someone's feelings that's a big thing at the restaurant so okay um for the interview process that you did have you since being um you know brought on have you been able to sit in other people's interviews um so i'm just kind of like a server and entertainer i'm a part of the company i guess but i don't really push into other people's routines or anything like that okay. everyone has their own routine or stick as we call it right so if a server is talking to a guest or they're having a good time it's not my job to come in and interrupt the flow of things it's my job to understand that hey if i come over there and i say a joke or i do something like maybe throw some napkins at a kid or <laughs> something like that you know or, you or make that. we do balloon hats and things like that yeah. or funny hats so if i feel like i can help yeah i would definitely help another server but i always ask sort of it's weird i'll ask permission mm -hmm. like 30 seconds in the back room like hey can i go over there and throw these suckers on your kid's table. Maybe you planned on throwing suckers on the kid's table or something. I don't want to take away from what they're creating. Yeah. But yes, like a big thing at Dick's Last Resort is if one person is entertaining or sort of, you know, messing with you and five or six other people come over, that's a big thing, especially with the birthdays. We definitely like to sing and do some unique things for birthdays and mm -hmm. things like that. So we all get together for that. So Yeah, going into that napkin thing that you said, we... Um I think it was when our food came out, or maybe it was right before we Wait, asked. I'm going to cut you off. Save the turtles. So, yes. We have, oh. um, we're tired of throwing straws. We're no longer throwing straws. <laughs> we're, we are saving the turtles here. Yes. Um, but, yeah, we asked for napkins. I don't think we had – maybe we even did have a napkin dispenser. I don't know. But you had one. I just took it away. Yeah. And we uh, – next thing you know, there was just, like, 
this rainfall of napkins coming on our table and you were standing behind our table just throwing him up in the air and i was like oh my gosh that is not like i expected just a stack yeah, i think our put. i think our shipment on the truck is half napkins and half food so yeah understandably so um so you guys have i think gotten more traction and become more popular in the area and something we talked about while i was there um was that TikTok? You guys have. I don't know if your restaurant specifically, but I've seen Dick's Last Resort on TikTok before, um, just because of like how funny the experience is. Have you ever been posted on that app, or have any of your um, coworkers or anything? Uh, yes. Yeah, so TikTok and social media, we understand, is a big key to you know what it is to create more. So um, one of our bartenders created a local TikTok for our location and. Uh, the first couple days, yeah, we posted a few videos. They were in the millions, you know, 1.5, really? 2 million. Yeah, so we have some good videos on there. Um, we're just trying to sort of follow the rules of the company, and if um, they allow us to have our own control over social media, it'll definitely grow in that direction. But uh, Dick's Last Resort has their own social media and their own uh, advisors, things like that. Mm -hmm. So we do our own promotions, and I guess in our sense. So. If you want to follow things like that, you have to sort of follow your local servers, get their information. Plenty of us are willing to give out our own Facebook and things like that because we just promote the company and our lifestyles like that. We're all good people. So when it comes to that, yeah, like we definitely try to promote and capture everything. Yeah. If you want to follow more, just sort of kind of go to the Dick's Last Resort Facebook and they post images and videos and things like that for us for like all across the country so okay so um when you were hired on was there any conversation like is there any type of loose script that you follow or is it all just off your head like your own style uh so i guess going that note the script originally was well, you're not allowed to insult people in a certain certain way right okay. we, we don't hit any sort of categories of shaming you or making fun of you or imagery or anything like that we're very conscious of making sure you have a good experience without making you feel like we were attacking you yeah anyway. without so bringing another person we down. don't want to bring you down right yeah you know? so we might make a joke of a stereotype or things like that um because i know the world's got a little sensitive but sometimes stereotypes are funny for a reason yeah but at the same time we'll never sort of take a like making sure of fun of that because of you know what it is but i guess no we like we, we wouldn't do that to you we just kind of have that respect for you so okay with the hats that you guys put on people do you guys reuse the same sayings or is that something you kind of come up based off the person like you're looking at you're like this phrase would fit them best or is it there a couple that you just kind of rotate through so with the hats um originally the first week if you would have came out to the restaurant i can't even lie to you yes 100 percent, we're giving you somebody else's hat but over time it has been a weird weird problem of mine that i can go to the grocery store or the mall or the restaurant and just say why am i thinking of a hat for this person at all moments because i started sort of seeing people for them and there's a lot of times that you get the aha or you get the laugh because you're like wow that's a really good hat um it's truly in the moments where i get the are you a psychic and i just look at them like with a dumbfounded like no they're like because she works at the airport and you wrote a hat that you know, if if dicks were airplanes, her mouth say runway, and I'm looking at her like, I, I wrote that because I thought it fits your personality. She goes, I am an airport attendant for 25 years. I don't know how you just wrote that. Oh my it's, God. it's those moments where you connect with somebody, and then 
you know, you write a few more hats and the whole table goes, he knows us. They're dancing <laughs> around like, he knows us. Like, I'm like, I, I barely know you, yeah, but guys, you know, just a coincidence. you have to read the person. You have to have a, like an empathic feel in a sense to okay. understand that job. So. Have you always had that ability to like read people so well or has this job taught you that and you've been able to kind of carry it out in day-to-day life since? Day to day life is I've always had sort of a gift to read people and understand people. Um, understanding people can be a blessing and a curse, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right? Understanding that sometimes you don't want to be around people. But yeah. Learning, getting older, growing is that like you learn to be around people to help them enjoy themselves. And yeah, I guess I've always had this gift in a weird sense. And I'm just finally starting to use it to, you know, capture the good and yeah. make sure people laugh and things like that. So. Have you ever had um, like an uh, experience with a customer where it went south and you felt bad or like th- it was just them not wanting to be open to what the restaurant was and you're like, dude, I mean. I guess a lot of it is that, yeah, is that I'm an open book. When you come into the restaurant, you're gonna see a version of myself that I am, uh, but that is a character, just like any other person at that restaurant. Mm-hmm. That is their character. That is who they wanna be in order to get you to open up to them that if you were at a party that'd be like hey that's the cool guy i want to hang out with right Mm -hmm. never been the cool guy ever but i know how to play that persona almost like it's uh meth enacted in a sense right like you're just you're acting on a role which is to make people feel comfortable with you and in a sense that when they open up to you you don't want to take advantage of your customer or anything like that you just want to make them feel comfortable and like hey i can hang out with you i feel safe like this is fun yeah because in a way i mean i think the whole table could vouch like we all made a personal connection with you despite the whole weird like, yeah like having like you i mean i don't think you were like a complete dick the whole time i would say after our food came out we all were kind of connecting with you in our own ways but um there's a certain point where the show stops and the real person comes out if you decide to hang out with me for an hour you will see the show right Mm -hmm. you will see the character of who i am but if you stay two three four five hours i don't know how long you guys stayed you're gonna see the the real me because eventually i'm gonna sit down and go like holy cow like i can't do this anymore like i'm tired like this hi i'm andrew like i I just need some help like can i calm down like Mm -hmm. because people will come in there every five minutes of that job expecting you to know how to insult them and sometimes i just don't want to do you, i know you and i talked about um and i know it's it's just a job and like you're just playing a character bird but you and i talked before talking about how like uh we like to have positive outlooks on things so do you ever feel like that kind of interrupts having a positive outlook on life when your job is to kind of play up this whole dick persona uh so yeah in a little bit there is some disconnection sometimes you know personal life might take a little bit of a a backseat mm-hmm. because you want to build up yourself as that character right yeah i would say it's anything if you're an actor a musician a rapper you're going to want to be that character right you're going to want to be someone that they say i want to be that person okay so when you come in there you're going to see I wouldn't say the different version of me. You're gonna see my my top my top version. Yeah. You're gonna come in there. You're gonna see if I was going 120 percent and my mind allowed me to do everything I wanted to say and do for a few hours. That's who I am. If I could be that person every day, and everybody could be that person every day, it'd be a better world. Like, but right, right. There's a lot of times where you have to give so much energy into the performance that the next couple of days in your real life, yeah, you're tired. 
I don't I don't go out, I don't talk to people. So the person you see at work or the person you might see on social media is usually like the person that I am before I have to like rest and just like balance myself back yeah. out and recover. So And you're from the Saginaw area, right? I'm from the Saginaw area. So um what is it about dicks that you think is gonna kinda change the vibe? I know you were talking uh big college, small town. Is there anything coming up for the restaurant? I know it's still pretty new that that you're excited for just for the community so i'm excited definitely for the upcoming months because we opened the restaurant a few months back but we also had to close the restaurant down in a sense not physically but we're remodeling the entire restaurant on the outside and rebuilding the other side of the restaurant where we're going to have pool tables arcades axe oh, throwing no way. and a, uh, a smash room where you can come in and just break stuff if you're feeling angry uh, we're gonna have a lot of different things like that in the restaurant so the front of it we want it to reflect like how interesting we feel like we are on the inside. So we're gonna do a lot of uh, different designs, a lot of bright colors. The restaurant should be ready or so in a month or two. We're shooting for like June, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, but then everybody's gonna see that through the new design and through everything, we're really putting the effort into the community just for a place where you guys not only come out and have dinner or sing, but like enjoy yourself and just hang out. That's why going forth, um, we're trying to time it out to meet around the other art festivals and things like that. Okay. Because uh, I know here in Saginaw, there's an Old Town Art Festival like June 9th or 10th, something like that. Um, but we want to have our own art festival, and I actually have the privilege of being in charge of it. Uh, really? To kind of set it up, yes. So we're looking for artists, other people that want to sort of come out there and vendor for our, you know, maybe re-re-grand opening. Yeah. Because we want everybody to see, like, the we have a lot of thought into this, and we want people to come out and just relax there not even worry about if you're doing anything just come out have a good time and just enjoy yourself so yeah i think it's a really good place for saginaw i've gone here four years now and i think the community has grown a lot in those four years and the people in the community i've always been met with like really great people um which you're always nervous like when you move to a new town and stuff like how you'll be received and stuff but just working in the community everyone's really nice and down to earth here um everyone's very strong in backing yeah. So that's the uh, I guess the Midwest Michigan way is that like everybody is just resilient and sort of survive through life. Mm -hmm. um, it's just when you sort of think that life's out to get you, it eventually gets you. If you don't think that life's out to get you and you can stay ahead of everything and you just kind of stay above the waves and go with life, then it'll flow and you'll create great things. So, mm -hmm. so kind of transitioning out of the job and into your personal life and I'm using this art as the transition. You and I talked about how um, you like to express yourself, graphic design, clothing and stuff. Has that always been something that has been like um, an escape for you or is that something that you had to realize or you needed an escape so bad that you kind of turned to art? Yeah, I guess like through life, like and uh, living here, you know, most of my life I have traveled a little bit, but it's uh, it's tough when you want to escape from reality a little bit you want to go into something that can heal you you don't want to be destructive i've seen a lot of things in this town that a lot of people turn to crime or yeah things like that to sort of get out of that but yeah i turned to art i turned to video games different medias things like that just to express myself and take some time just to relax right so video games and graphic design work going into that sort of digital media mm -hmm. was always a big thing so through that I sort of learned that like hey there's uh, alternate realities in a sense to yeah, life yeah. and you can explore them yeah so um, 
you talked about again this was off the podcast but something i struggle with is mind over matter like putting myself out there and not caring what other people think which is this podcast has been an outlet for me to you know practice that but um that's something you seem to overcome through putting yourself out there in different avenues i know you talked about like twitch streaming and all that so like what what's the biggest thing how do you push past that like mental block and just do kind of what makes you happy because a lot of people are like just do what makes you happy don't care what people think but it's so much easier said than done and i still feel like that's something i still struggle with yeah so you just have to put yourself out there i will tell you a story that a couple years ago i decided that i didn't want to live in society right i wanted to pull myself out of everything so i went ahead and i took away sold a car sold my house every possession i had you're like you're going nomad i said yeah i'm going nomad i spent somehow a year and a half traveling the entire country wow side to side never knowing what i'm gonna pay with never knowing what i'm gonna eat but it was always there it was always provided and i just sort of got a better grounding of life right so through that i understand that the the journey around the struggles isn't the journey it's the the struggles right that is the journey so you go through that and you learn more about yourself each and every day and then you kind of grow from that but in my own personal opinion i guess the point i'm trying to make is that there's adversity every day right and it's not the world or people sabotaging you nine times out of ten it's you when you sabotage yourself so you just kind of have to give up those thoughts and so just, you're talking like mindset just wise mindset, get in your wise, head. Yeah, mindset wise don't get in your own head mm-hmm. and just kind of understand life and just go through it and things will not stop you you know if you're meant for greatness then that's the big thing so wow i mean that's a, it's a hard it's an easy mindset but it's a hard one to like really i don't know like i think with social media it's so easy to like just compare and be like i'm never and again just putting yourself out there in general it opens the door to opinions yeah being on social media and not capturing what your own life is versus looking at other people's life Mm -hmm. that is a hard question you never know if you're i guess what um image wise is good looking or if you're spiritually is committed to something because maybe they have a million followers and you have five but those five followers that you have definitely needed to hear what your message was so just keep doing it just go out there and provide your message and that's the key okay um what is it that you would say like your biggest passion is in life like something that you strive for every day or that's like just like your ultimate root of happiness i guess uh, if that was boiled down into an actual thought uh just in just making sure that there's a way to like illustrate my thoughts and things like that you know through poetry books music Mm -hmm. things like that just want a way to kind of just give a good message out to the world and i hope that you know everybody kind of just goes out there and treats each other the way they want to be treated and that's truly my actual goal in life now yeah so um i mean i and there's just the stigma that comes with it but like you, you've kind of touched a little bit with your own life being an entertainment you put out music you've done clothing and stuff do you feel like being in saginaw michigan kind of puts you in a box to make it bigger or do you not care does like the area not bother you it's, is it more just the people you can connect with through social media or just your day-to-day encounters so, so social media makes it easier and harder of course mm-hmm. because 
you connect with people that might be like-minded, but you might not ever physically have that connection. Um, I live in the world off of physical connections and things like that. So being in Saginaw doesn't make my job harder to create. Mm -hmm. It just makes the palette of what I create with a little different. So I'm using darker colors in my art versus if I'm somewhere else, I'm using brighter colors. Like that's the only difference. It's still art. You see everything as you see it. And that's why I try to illustrate Saginaw like it's a 3D psychological thriller. Like I don't want people to look at it as some boring town, right? right. I want people to understand it. Like there's life here, there's creative people here. And a lot of the times those creative people are all sitting at home going, how do I meet more creative people? Right, gotcha. Um, like, cause you have been talking to me about this positive mindset. Did you ever have a negative mindset and you realize, okay, I need to change? Or were you just surrounded by negative people? Like, where do you, where do you get that from? Cause for me, I feel like I was surrounded by negative people. And I think there was a point in my life where I was also negative and it was just draining. So I guess, um, in this city, I've grown up for a while. Like, I was a 90s kid, so I've seen everything Whoa. from... Uh, <laughs> yeah, Tanya Hawaliam. So I uh, saw everything from, I guess, the beauty of it. Kids running around playing, people riding their bikes in the streets, to kind of the epidemic of what it is now, right? Like, with crime and drugs and things like that. But that sort of weighed on me in a sense because, yeah, I watched a lot of my creative friends that went through a lot sort of take their own time or take their own lives in a sense and that weighed on me saying that if I don't have any creativeness like and you just sit kind of stagnant people forget about you so yeah that definitely is a mindset that I think can sit with anybody in Saginaw that there's a lot of things around us but at the same time a lot of things don't move mm -hmm. so you have to kind of be that reasoning like why like i don't want to go down that path i don't want to go into a negative mindset and if for some reason you know you're not seeing the positive outlook in something you have to kind of take a time to just think and be like nope i don't want to do that so that's i guess the only way that i've stayed out of a negative path or used my i guess greater abilities for bad things is that never wanted to and saw that there's other people that need hope so so is like adversity something i don't want to yeah you, know. you can ask yeah um but like is adversity something you embrace just because you trust yourself enough to know like you'll be able to get through it because you've gotten through everything up until this point or is that something you fear like failure or something that very much is not on the table for you adversity is like like i said before it's like the path right so the problem is the journey and i kind of see it that way but no one wants adversity in their life or conflict in their life mm -hmm. so after a while, yeah, you kind of have to look at it and say, like, am I resilient or am I, am I a survivor? If you look at yourself as a survivor, then at one point you were a victim. Mm -hmm. And if you don't see your circumstances as good or bad, then I guess like you can't think that way and think that like your path wasn't set out for you. So no, I don't really kind of understand that in a sense. Right. Um, so when people look at you, like what is it that you want them to see or reflect i guess i should say i guess just look at me like you would look at yourself mm -hmm. kind of look at me as like a mirror right so if anything i say or do isn't what you understand then sort of go out there and create something for yourself or just kind of make it that way i don't really know how to 
tell you to do something. I don't want to ever tell anybody to do anything. But right, right. Definitely want someone to just go out there and just enjoy who they are, enjoy the experiences, and kind of show that to other people, I guess. So. Yeah, so when you say, like, enjoy who you are, do you feel like there was a time where you didn't enjoy who you were or you weren't embraced for who you were, so now you feel like you almost have to be so opposite of that and do that to other people just so people don't have to relive experience that you had or is that just something you've always carried and always had that like open mindset with people i just carry the uh, the idea of that a lot of people go out to serve one another which is a genuine good quality mm-hmm. you want to go out and make the other person that you're with feel loved or you want the other person to understand that nothing's going to happen to them but in a sense that leaves you vulnerable i believe that you need to focus on yourself you need to focus on what you need to protect yourself with and that through that if you can protect yourself and you understand who you are and you're comfortable you can do that to others as well do you feel like um you have like a lot of regrets in your life not regrets i've always been one that i've learned that through sports and things like that that having a memory that you can sort of erase was a quality right i used to do a lot of pitching in baseball you have a bad game you got to forget about it because the next day you got to do the same thing i've realized that in a sense in life i believe that was a a curse in a sense because you have to look back at what you did or how you failed and remember those things so you can get better don't ever forget about the day before because it was a bad day just remember the next day how not to do that same thing over Mm -hmm. do you have a mentor or somebody that you look to that has helped you adopt that mindset or is it just i don't know for lack of better words like (laughs) self-made i'm just a guy no i just think things and they come out of my mouth so (laughs) if that's rhetoric then i don't know but yeah no i have no peer mentors or life coaches or things like that gotcha maybe one day (laughs) is there anybody that you know like you're theirs i hope to a few people in my life that they support me the way they do that they understand that just the things i do through health diet yoga Mm -hmm. just breathing sometimes in life a lot of people don't breathe that's just a few things that i've changed to my core and you just kind of wake up and say let's just attack the day and try to do the best so yeah okay um well like last thoughts i always ask i mean i feel like you've dropped a lot of wisdom knowledge and stuff but what is something that you want to leave with people um just to carry on in their day-to-day life i feel like we've touched on a lot (laughs) okay so i guess if i can leave you one bit of information is that no matter where the map in life takes you you'll never lose your map because your mind is a map and even if you shove it in your backpack you can still open your backpack up and refine your mind okay i like it i like it so we'll sit with that um is there anything you want to promote for yourself i mean dick's last resort we said there on social media anything you want to do you do art do you have websites or anything that you want people to know about or are you just out there so You'll have to come find me, I guess, down at the uh, Old Town Art Festival this summer, come up in June. Um, I'm going to be selling some of my things there. Um, I'm kind of off social media right now. Mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to kind of see what I'm doing, so kind of in the creation station process of things. But 
we'll be down there and then I guess uh, going forth maybe we'll say July or August we'll be having an art festival out in front of Dick's Last Resort again and we'll kind of be doing it that way again so you guys can see the art again and then just in general I guess uh, if I show up and you see, hear my music, please support it. No, it's a, it's a secret. No, Definitely. I'm <laughs> we'll keep that on the low. But yeah. I really appreciate you coming on. I know this was a long time in the making. Um, we had some weather against Five us. Five snowstorms. <laughs> so I do appreciate you sticking with it and uh, coming on. Well, thank you for having me. Of course.